is up everybody welcome back to another who's number one show i know things are looking a little different for you here michael sears he's out he's on vacation right now he's uh He's out there in Buzios in Brazil, looking uh, yeah. looking like a lot of fun out there. <laughs> Michael is is having, of course, he's uh, you know coming off this big last who, uh, who's number one February twenty sixth. So shout out to Michael if he's listening out there. But in the meantime, we got a huge show here at Who's Number One. We got Corey with us over here. What's up, Corey? How you doing, What's brother? Man, I I can't wait to talk about everything that's that's coming up on Who's Number One and everything we haven't talked about yet from from Who's Number One this past weekend. Absolutely, lot to go over, of course. You guys saw it. You guys were, were, were checking out who's number one. A lot to talk about there. But, of course, I, I want to give a shout-out. We got in the back table making his who's number one podcast debut, Connor Joshin back there, the, the social media guru of Flow Grappling. How's it feel, Connor, to be making your who's number one debut here? Feels great. It's a cool show to join in on. We got a lot to talk about. Um, yeah, glad to be here. Thanks for the invite, guys. Yep, for sure. So definitely we're going to break down uh, the, the February 26th event. We're looking forward to another event here uh, just a few weeks away now. Yeah, that's right. So we're going to talk about that. Make sure you guys tune in for the end of the show. We've got a special announcement. Mikey Musameshi is coming back on the Who's Number One stage. He's he's uh, doing it no-gi. we got a special announcement who he's going to be fighting. Uh, stay tuned for the end of the show for that one. You're going to want to tune in. But first... We have got to talk about February 26th, guys. we got to talk about uh, what happened there. It was some, some great, great matches. Great night of jiu-jitsu. Incredible. Of course, the main event, the co-main event, all of them uh, seemed to deliver. But, Corey, maybe I'll throw it out to you first here. Um, what maybe what we think is maybe the most surprising outcome of the night? It has to be what I think is my favorite match of the night. And definitely the, the most surprising result was uh, Gabby Garcia, Nacieli de Jesus, right? Um, Great match. Great match. And, and it was probably a, a lot more of an offensive approach than we expected Gabby to take. But I think all of the fans were rewarded for it. Uh, she, she came after Nacieli. She was throwing footlock after footlock. A couple of them looked tight. I think Nacieli said that maybe the first one popped her foot mm, a couple mm. times. And I think she remarked afterwards that where I come from, we eat those. You know, we, we, <laughs> we course, don't have to those. And of course, Nacieli grew up training with uh, the Cicero Costa room with guys like Paolo Miao and then Joao Miao, who, who uh, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure those guys don't have feet even, to be honest. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's, where, that's their MO, right? The Cicero Costa guys, it seems like they they never tapped that type of stuff. So Nacieli, yeah, going uh, proving that she's from Cicero. And yeah, and, and this was just such a such a back and forth match. I mean, for the first thirteen minutes, you really couldn't tell who was leading uh, who was leading the the match. They both had significant looking submission attempts, but you know, right here towards towards the end of the match, uh, Nacieli I think started to time Gabby out when Gabby was dropping down for these footlocks. And Nacieli ends up coming up on the back and, and really sealing the deal. Mm. Um, just such a such a big surprise. I mean, we haven't seen Gabby lose a Nogi match since 2015. Wow. Yeah, this is this is obviously the end sequence right here that we're watching, uh, where where Nacieli takes um, Gabby's back here. And I'm pretty sure. Don't I mean? Don't quote me on this, but I'm pretty sure this is the first time anybody has ever gotten to this position on Gabby Garcia. Like the first, and and Gabby's competed a lot over her her career, and I'm pretty sure that she has never been in this position right here that Nacieli gave her. So so um so huge huge props to Nacieli. What do you think about that, Connor? Was that was that maybe the most surprising outcome of the night for you too? 
Oh, for sure. I don't. Uh, people can say what they want on social media, but not many people were calling Nacieli taking out Gabby Garcia. But I think that's uh, especially exciting because now we have, um, you know, the 145 plus women's division is going to be separated into people that can hang with Gabby Garcia, who right now we know is Nacieli and Elizabeth Clay, and people that can't. Um, so I think we got an exciting few storylines coming up to see, you know, the women are going to step up and prove themselves, and there's going to be an upper echelon. Yeah, that you know, obviously huge win. Like you said, not a lot of people were expecting um, Nacieli to come away with that win. What, what do you think, Corey? Maybe, what do you think uh, is the next step for for Nacieli here? Yeah, you know, I, I really hope that this kind of uh, brings up Nacieli's stock. Mm. Uh, I know that when we when we released the match, you know, uh, when we announced the match back a couple months ago, people were saying, you know, Gabby's going to smoke her, or even like Nacieli who? Mm-hmm, Nacieli mm-hmm. is a multiple, multiple time world champion. Yeah, so yeah. I hope that people start to recognize that not only is she great at jiu-jitsu, but she can hang with the best of the best. And I hope that we see maybe some challenging matchups. The, the 145 division is a little bit cluttered, um, but there are, are definitely some notable notable names there. There's Liz Clay, there's Rafael Geddes. So th- there are plenty of matches that, that we can we can put together from Nacieli that I think would be really exciting to watch. Yeah, I think that over 66 uh, or over 60 kilogram division at ADCC, the women's division, suddenly got very, very exciting because, you know, Gabby's been at the top of that division for the last, um, you know, eight years, basically. Um, so now to see, you know, Liz Clay wants that rematch and, you know, she had a close match with Gabby and, and of course now Nachi, ha- Nachi has a win over, over Gabby. So of course you're going to see that match again. You mentioned girls like Rafael Guedes and, and, um, Karina Santi and stuff like that. So, so there's a lot of girls actually now in that, in that over 60 kilogram weight class that can, I think, challenge Gabby, um, actually for the first time. Yeah. yeah. And, and one thing that I, I thought about after this match, you know, we talked a lot about what Nachielli's path to victory would be or would look like. What does this do for Gabby in the future? What is it? Does it show any kind of hole in her game that people mm. can start to attack? You know, mm-hmm. I, I don't don't want to blow this up as maybe like the downfall of Gabby Garcia, but sure. does it expose something that other people can can start to attack? She is still the best ever, right? Does it it give other challengers a way to consider attacking her? Uh, and maybe does it force Gabby to dial her game back mm. or to st- to stick to something different than those footlocks, which you know, gave her a great chance in the beginning of the match, but ultimately I think gave Nacieli a way to come up. Yeah, yeah, I was definitely surprised by her. I think a lot of people were surprised by her um, her strategy there, but, but you know, she knew the rules, submission only. She was going after those, those footlocks and everything like that. So um, shout out to Gabby. She's one of the best, man. Uh, win or lose, nobody's better than Gabby. Love love watching her compete, and, and uh, she had such a great attitude uh, about the entire thing. But huge win for Nacieli de Jesus. Can't wait to see what she, she does next. Connor, what do you think, man? What other matches uh, stuck out to you from from the card? Obviously, the, the co-main and the main. We'll, we'll get to those. But is there another match on there that, that uh, maybe surprised you or, or was a lot of fun for you to watch? A lot of fun to watch was obviously Gio versus Juni. I love seeing the the smaller guys get super technical with it. Um, and, you know, they're they're great to have around. Uh, the whole Tenth Planet squad came out in kind of full force. Uh, and... And the action that you get from those kinds of guys, you don't see a lot of movement like that with the upper belts, um, or with the upper weights, excuse me. Uh, so, you know, that one was a really fun to watch. You know, you got to give shout out to uh, Jessica and Danielle Kelly. They went to absolute war. Um, Jessica is going to be someone we're watching for, mm. for several, several years from here on out. Yeah, yeah, she's still very young. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, she really dominated that match with, with Danielle Kelly. Um, looked fantastic out there. So, yeah, really excited about the future for, for Jessica as yeah, well. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think sometimes with, 
like the the AOJ squad, we can see the the competitors from from that camp pick their shots, right? They're super technical. They're they're very um, considerate considerate about the game they're working on and what they're doing. Yeah. Jessa unloaded everything. Mm. You know, she she went after arm bars. She went after uh, she ended up on the back. She went after foot locks and heel hooks. Um, we got to see a lot from Jessica Khan, even even in the standing exchanges. I, I was shocked that that both of those women wrestled for as long as they did. Yeah. Um, but we were rewarded for it. Danielle took some nice shots, and Jessica had a guillotine waiting for her every time. Yeah, yeah, those were some nice. And speaking of wrestling, you even had Gio Martinez out there shooting takedowns. Yeah, that was I, sick. And I think that that takedown probably sealed the deal for him in that match. Right? Yeah, that, was, that might have been the difference. There were a lot of leg exchanges and back attacks, but that was the most significant move of the match, and it, it paid dividends. Yeah. No, I think Jessica. Um, going back to, to Jessa versus Danielle there, I think she might have, um, you know, I don't know, uh, of course, this is conjecture, but um, I, I think she took it a little personal maybe that, that some people were were um, picking against her. You know, it, both of us, we did, we did uh, you know, have to eat our words here, but we did pick against her on uh, the last who's number one just because I thought we thought, or, or at least I thought that uh, Danielle's experience in the no-gi um, would, would be able to shine through. But I think Jessica kind of kind of, you know, made a point to say, no, gi, no gi, like, doesn't matter to me. I'm one of the best in the world no matter what. Yeah, th- for sure. And and we have to give some credit to Danielle Kelly here. I mean, she gritted out a lot of what looked like devastating Tough submission, positions. submission attempts. Her, her knee was sideways mm-hmm. in one of the heel hooks. Out, mm-hmm. And that, that arm bar, I'm sure, was tight. Um, so so very gritty. She, you know, she would not quit, um, despite the fact that, that Jessa really had had something waiting for her at every turn. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's talk a little bit about Gordon versus Roberto. We got we got to uh, mention that one. You know, uh, at this point, watching Gordon do jujitsu, I, I mentioned this earlier. Like, I didn't even know that jujitsu could could look that good. To be honest, you know, I didn't even. <laughs> I've been doing jujitsu for a little while. I've been watching it for a, for a while, and still, every time Gordon takes to the mats, it feels it feels like it's a it's something different almost. Like, it, like it's it's it's. Ten, 10 steps ahead of whatever the heck I'm doing is, is what I'm trying to get at, I guess. Yeah, it, it's uh, whatever they're doing down in Puerto Rico. And especially, they got something. Yeah, they're, they're <laughs> doing something different because the, the way that Gordon approaches his opponents, it, I mean, he literally called this shot, walked by a, a heel hook that he very clearly had access to, decided to take mount and, you know, pursued his pursued his armbar. We were talking about this a little bit earlier that when Roberto defended the first armbar, Gordon had to regain the position all over again, and we thought, okay, this might take a little bit longer than we expect, and he did it in a matter of 20 seconds, took yeah. it out, got right back to the arm. Yeah, absolutely. Here's a little bit of the of the um, finish right here. You can see that that pass to, to Mount. This is the, the second time he, he got Mount, and, and this is Roberto Jimenez we're talking about here that he's doing this stuff to. You know, Roberto, one of the best in the world. He's dominated um, countless opponents out there, but um, we can just watch this arm bar. This is a, a very, very brutal arm bar. I remember when I was Watching it, it uh, made me made me make a face. What'd you think about this submission, Connor? Yeah, I mean, this was great. Uh, you gotta love someone that goes out there not only to, you know, figure out what am I gonna do, how am I gonna end this fight, not win the fight, but end the fight. And Gordon goes out there and does that every time. Uh, in this case, he he does it by calling his shot. Uh, you know, he's uh, pulling the Mystic Mac on us, and I'm here for it. I'm here for every time he does it. Uh, I hope I hope he tries to call his shots from here on out because that's just. You know, a little more exciting, a little more challenging for him. 
Yeah, it's sort of come become his mo these days. Um, he did it, I believe, versus um, Kyle Bame as well. I believe he did it versus when he fought Halleck Gracie as well. Um, he did it when he fought Submission Underground. Um, when he fought Joe Bays. So uh, this has sort sort of become his his thing now that he's that he's calling calling his shot, uh, calling the submission. He's going to end it with. Um, I mean, quite the <laughs> quite the, the the way to do it for sure. Um, it, yeah, and the, and the way he did it is just so impressive. But I, I do want to mention about about Roberto, man, because just because you know this is a guy supposed to be fighting Nicky Ryan out there. He's uh, you know massively a- outsized, but uh, never heard a peep, never heard an excuse from a guy like Roberto Jimenez. Um, really, you know, for my money, nobody's better than this guy. I love you know whether it's against. Whoever it's against, Gordon Ryan doesn't matter. Like the the headspace that that Roberto gets gets into when he steps out there on the mats is impressive. To see, you know, he was re- he re- when he says that he's go out, ready to go out there and kill or die, he genuinely means it. You know, like and, and I don't, we don't have to take it that that literal, but um, but he is out there to to you know get his body broken if if that's what it needs to needs to happen. He, he's committed 100 percent, right. and i love that about about roberto yeah and he he showed that exactly to us i mean we, we talked about his his warrior spirit coming into this right and we were all allowing him just for taking the match against yeah. gordon against yeah. somebody who who's been unbeaten in almost 40 matches but you talk about eating an arm bar right yeah i mean the the die or kill mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. that first arm bar i don't know it my my teeth like i, I was, I was exactly, turning away from exactly it, you know? the, the, in yeah, the first one, he, he got it out, got out of it, and then kind of got put right back in that same position and still tried to, to gut out of it again, you know? Yeah, just just crazy. Love watching Roberto compete. Um, hopefully we can get him back back on there. Um, would really like to uh, to check out some, some more Roberto Jimenez matches. Always love watching that guy compete. But, you know, it was definitely... It was uh, it was Gordon Gordon's night there. He, he looked phenomenal uh, against Roberto. But, uh, but the main event was also a big one. Uh, Craig Jones versus Ronaldo Jr. I think a lot of people had a lot of questions about this match, how this was going to go, how Ronaldo was going to approach things, um, what Craig's strategy going to be. And, you know, I think it, it, it played out maybe how a lot of people expected it to, um, but uh, but a phenomenal performance from Craig Jones. Um, you know, he's, he's really... Um, become so so well versed in, in in this type of game, this the type of game where where Ronaldo's looking to pass on the outside. Um, that's what it looked like it was going anyway. And so Craig has just has faced that so many times. He knew exactly what to do. And once he got this fifty fifty entry, that's all she wrote. Yeah, I mean it's Craig's guard has to be such a scary place to be, right? Because you know the threat of these leg locks are always coming mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. and he's so well versed he's such a specialist in this not to say that it's the only thing he can do but it's it was clear to me watching this that uh ronaldo and the autos camp planned for that that connie basami style leg lock entry because if, if you look at it ronaldo kept his hips tight he kept that that hole closed mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. craig's other legs uh, snuck in and he entered 50 50 so you know you're you're out of the woods in one sense, and you get thrown right back in in probably a more dangerous situation. Yeah, Corey's our Corey's our leg lock guy. He's always the, the one who's got the, all the positions and everything like that. So was was that like a, a fancy um, leg lock entry, or, or was that kind of like a rudimentary one? What would you say? I think it was more of just like a, a two step attack. He he expected to be able to get his outside leg inside, 
And because Ronaldo defended it, he got his inside, his inside leg, his back leg inside. Mm -hmm. um, so he, it, it looked to me like Ronaldo had planned for that first attack, but the second attack wasn't as expected. Wow, wow, very interesting. So yeah, I mean, you had to know that they were going to be prepared for that type of thing, but that's just how good Craig Jones is at those submissions. Um, so main eventer Craig Jones, he gets it done pretty quickly. Um, you know, obviously the uh, just a, a huge match. The Atos versus DDS thing was a big storyline coming into it. You know, um, Craig gets it done. What do you think, Connor? Maybe is is uh, is the next thing thing for Craig here? You know, he's already kind of um, at, at the top of the uh, upper echelon of these of these grapplers. Not too too many uh, options for him, but I know there's a, there's a couple people out there throwing their names in the hats. Uh, what do you think uh, about what's next for Craig Jones here? You know, that may be one of the most interesting storylines going <laughs> in uh, going forward. I mean, honestly, because you know, if you're paying attention to Instagram at all. You know, Gabby Garcia is on a rampage. She has been since her uh, post two's number one interviews. Uh, and her and Craig are uh, playing around with the idea of a match. And I think Craig may be one of the few uh, gentlemen crazy enough in jiu-jitsu to accept that match. Uh, and you, I, I, so you you love this match, right? You know, I'm here for the spectacle. Uh, and, and I think there's not really a great reason for it not to happen. I mean, unless you're worried about Craig Jones' safety. You know what I mean? You don't want to... <laughs> Yeah, uh, I'm excited for it. Uh, but I think also the big question is like, what's next for Ronaldo? Mm. Um, you know, he's obviously trying to make his waves in the nogi scene, which is really cool. Uh, but when you know he's done it, he's had to step up against Wagner Hosha. He's had to step up against Ronaldo or uh, Craig Jones, and he was willing to step up against Gordon. Obviously, I would love to see him. Uh, you know, in another scrap against someone who's maybe not a leg lock specialist. There, you know, he's gonna. Getting dragged into that game is is never fun, um, but yeah, I'm excited for the whole for, for everything. Who's number one has moving forward. This is uh, big times for jujitsu. Yeah, definitely. You know, that was the one thing about the main event is that we didn't really get to see much of anything from from Ronaldo, um, who normally is is one of the most exciting grapplers in in the world out there. You know, he he's like we call him the the human highlight reel, right? For for a reason. Um, didn't really get to get anything off. You know, that's a testament to, to Craig, of course. But yeah, I would love to see him uh, up against a guy like. Uh, you know, Andrew Wiltsey and him have history, of course, but I, I could see him up against a guy like Cody Steele or, you know, some somebody like that. Um, I would love to, to have, have Ronaldo back and, you know, we can, he can show us what, what he does because he definitely has a fun, fun jiu-jitsu game. Right. Well, Wiltsey and Ronaldo is, is particularly interesting to me because uh, Andrew Wiltsey made made a comment before the match talking about how Craig, of course, was going to beat him because, in Wiltsey's words, because I had beat him three times. Yeah. But... Wiltsey doubled down on that after mm -hmm. his win against PJ Barich, right? And said that if, if Ronaldo wants to lose a, a fourth time, then I'm happy to oblige him or something like that. I think Ronaldo's game has clearly developed since back in the day when they were when they were going at it. Um, and I'd, I'd really like to see what that match looks like now. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Those guys have a little bit of a history. Andrew Wiltsey out there, of course, uh, as well, picked up a really big win uh, versus PJ Barch. Um, that was a fun match as well. Uh, Andrew had a bunch of fun attacks. Um, but, yeah, I would love to see somebody like that. Ronaldo, hopefully we can get Andrew Wiltsey back on the, on the card here as well. Um, fun night of jiu-jitsu for sure, man. Um, I just love the the direction that who's number one is going. You know, of course, we all were in the same boat a year ago exactly here, um, you know, kind of wondering what the future of jiu-jitsu was going to look like, um, what 
tournaments we were going to have, what super fight shows we were going to have. It was all up in the air, you know, of course, with the whole pandemic happened. And so just to see over the year the, the growth and, and what, uh, you know, what we've been able to accomplish with this who's number one um, is just incredible. And, and like you guys said, yeah, just a, an incredible time to uh, to be watching some jujitsu out there. Uh, so many big matches to come. We got Mikey Musumeshi on this next one, bro. Yeah, We got Mikey Musumeshi. It's crazy. Wait, can't wait to tell you guys who that's up against. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So really exciting, exciting time for jujitsu. Plenty of good matches out there um and march 26 can't come soon enough um guys i want to switch gears maybe just a little bit here um maybe we can talk about um the post who's number one aftermath i don't want to spend too much time on it it seems like you know everybody knows what happened everybody's seen uh, the videos out there but you know i do feel like myself Corey, Connor, out there, we were kind of, um, you know, really right in the in the in the middle of this Andre Galval versus um, Gordon Ryan beef. You know, uh, I, I just wanted to say, kind of off the off the bat, just how you know the show was over and everything was kind of coming down, and then just the the mayhem that broke out fr from there. Just it, it was, um, you know, these guys came around the corner and started talking to each other. And, um, you know, it was, it just happened so quick. It was just mayhem. And then all of a sudden they were, they were, they were, um, in each other's face and stuff like that. And, and it was hard to know exactly what to do. I tried my best to, uh, to get in the middle of these guys and, and, uh, you know, do what I thought was the, was maybe the right thing to do is try to keep this from, from not, you know, coming to blows right here in the JW Marriott downtown Austin. Um, you know, it was clear that these guys had a lot to, have a lot of animosity towards each other and stuff like that. So I don't know if you have anything else you'd like to say about this, Corey, because because it did seem like it. It, it uh, you know, we were all right in the in the middle of it. It happened so so quick. Yeah, I mean, you say we were all kind of right in the middle of it. Reed, you were directly in the middle <laughs> of it. Um, but but no, it, it's exactly you know. I thought I was in in the background, kind of doing an interview, and I just heard shouting. And yeah, I'm kind of thinking like, all right, can can we? calm it down a little bit what's going on and i finished my interview and i look i turn around and i go oh no because it's just it is kind of embarrassing on the sport right this had to happen here um you know it did happen yeah that we, we nothing we can do it. it it did happen yeah you're right um but it it does kind of you know i i think what was said on the grappling bulletin podcast if you if you guys watched that on monday we really do need to come up with a way to everybody needs to to cool this down um, and we need to move forward. We need to find out, find a way to move forward and kind of cool things down between these two teams. Um, whether that's some sort of super event where uh, both squads bring their best or whatever it is, we need to dial this down a little bit. Yeah. I did want to show off maybe this. Uh, you know, I did have my camera when I was in the middle of it there. And, um, you know, I did have my camera on. Um, we haven't showed this this angle yet, but I did kind of want to just maybe maybe show just because it is from my perspective, my point of view of, of what it looked like kind of being in the middle of, uh, of this kind of quarrel. So maybe we can run this clip here just a, just a sec. This guy's an idiot. I just want to talk to you like a man. Just like I want to talk to you like a man, you know what I mean? 
You know? Out of my face, you push me. I will beat the fuck out of you in front of everybody in this room. Keep talking. Uh -huh. Why? Why want to do that? Man, so, so obviously it, it was uh, just high high tensions right there. I think all of us were kind of wide eyed, wondering what the heck was going on. It, you know, it was a lot of reactionary stuff that was happening. It, you know, you can see uh, you had Fernando in there as well. Sears was in there. Uh, a little bit of um, of Heath Pedigo and and you saw Shanji. You know, uh, this was just. Uh, it just happened so fast. It really did. You know, it was kind of like the, the, the event was over and all of a sudden this kicked up. You know, none of us were, were really expecting it, um, you know, and, and it is what it is at this point. Uh, all of you guys have probably seen seen what happened many, many times over. Um, you know, we're still I'm still waiting to hear um, from Andre, of course. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm really, really want to hear from Andre, make sure that, that he's OK and everything's OK uh, with, with what he's going on, going on, what he's going through. Um, but yeah, just uh, a crazy day for jujitsu. I really think that things might not ever be the same. Um, Connor, you were there too as well. You uh, you you captured some video as well. And anything you wanted to say uh, about this whole exchange here before we kind of move on? Yeah, I uh, I know that uh, there were some people that were a little bit confused because uh, it's it looks like a perfect WWE promotion, and mm -hmm. I get that. But mm -hmm. I think that just means we were lucky to be backstage and just happen to have cameras rolling. Uh, you know, I kind of thought the same thing whenever it was first popping off. You never know if guys yelling at each other backstage is going to be like super serious or if it's, but, uh, but no, it was, it was very much a real thing. I hope that it's not, uh, you know, a pattern moving forward. You, you can't have uh, that kind of chaos happening, uh, especially at every who's number one, but it definitely doesn't take away from the awesome jujitsu that happened. I mean, let's not forget Gabby Garcia, um, you know, she got taken out on the Who's Number One card. We had, uh, you know, Andrew Wiltsey make his great debut. These are these are awesome fighters. These are people that have put a lot of work in. Um, and, you know, there's a little bit of a spectacle around the two biggest names in the sport going at it. Uh, but that's not what makes the Who's Number One brand the Who's Number One brand. Yeah. I think we are fortunate, too, to have as many, you know, very high-profile jiu-jitsu figures backstage as we did right as you mentioned Heath, Heath was there Shanji was there Marillo Santana and Eddie Bravo were there yeah uh Gabby Garcia got very involved in, in splitting things up so I think the fact that we had all of those high profile athletes and and figures there did do quite a bit to, to maybe bring this down quick more quickly than it could have had yeah. they not been there yeah yeah that's what people have to understand too is that yeah this is who's number one we have like 500 cameras backstage you know like we've got everybody literally everybody who, who works there is has a camera in their hands there's the production department who has cameras in their hands there's cameras all over so if you're trying to do some like a discreet fight or something like that don't do it at who's number one because there's way too many cameras um we're gonna capture it for sure that's you know sort of our job so but uh you know crazy crazy event i certainly didn't get to sleep that night until like four o'clock in the morning um i was just buzzing you know it was a lot of adrenaline uh, that was kicked up for sure. So uh, who knows? Who knows what the future holds for, for ADCC 2022 or, or, or anything? I think there's just so much stuff that's uh, that's up in the air here. But um, but 100% a real incident, <laughs> you know. And and this was uh, you know yeah, like you guys said, something hopefully we don't we don't have to deal with too too much uh, in the future. Just but, a, just a little comment yeah, yeah. from the from I believe it was Facebook. I'm by the way, guys. If you want to join in with the show, feel free to uh, drop a comment in the YouTube or Facebook stream. Uh, I'm the one uh, checking those out. And if they are 
uh, not mean. I'll pass them along. <laughs> but uh, but someone had said, "Big props to you for stepping in there." That's uh, those are two very large, very well trained gentlemen. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think you uh, showed your grit there, Reed. <laughs> <laughs> Man, it just it all just happened so quick. I like I kind of don't even remember like the exact um, moment it all happened. Luckily, that I have that video, but just because it did just ha- it just popped off so so quick from when they walked around the corner to when I was in the middle. It happened quick, and and you know Gordon is is normally such a calm calm guy, really. It, it, how I've come to know him, you know, and and I've gotten to go to Puerto Rico, I've gotten to go to some some of these other places, and and get to know Gordon a little bit. Normally, such a calm guy, and so when I when I turned and looked at Gordon, and he just had you know fire bubbling up in his eyes, I, I knew this was a, a very real situation. So. Um, crazy one, but yeah, I'm sure probably everybody would have, would have jumped in if they were in my position there as close to, as close as they were. So <laughs> For <sure>. absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> Word. Uh, let's, let's move on though, because we do have a lot to talk about and we're already going long here. Um, but March 26th is a huge, huge card. Uh, who's number one. If you thought February 26th was good, we'll wait till we unveil the whole thing for March 26th. Um, going to be some great fights on this one as well. Uh, can't believe it's going to be happening just like that, that quick. Hope you guys are enjoying these Who's Number One cards as much as we are. Um, we are announced on Friday, Wagner versus Gordon. This is a great match. Huh? Man, I, I really like this matchup. Um, you know, we, we say this time and time again, but very few people are willing to step up uh, and, and face Gordon. I think Wagner called this shot. Mm-hmm, right? mm-hmm. Um, okay. Wagner wanted it, yeah. And Wagner, you know, I mean, let's get into it. I was doing some research on on Wagner uh, this this afternoon. The last time Wagner was, or let's put it this way, Wagner had 10 matches in 2020. Eight of them were against ADCC veterans. He was swept once by Craig Jones and spent 15 seconds on his back before getting back up. So if we want to talk about whether it's his grittiness or his wrestling, but I'm I'm most impressed by his base. Mm. He he does not get swept if he doesn't want to be on his back. Although we've seen Gordon Ryan take Roberto Jimenez just last week, who has an incredible jiu-jitsu game, incredible guard, and, and just do whatever he wants. Mm-hmm. So what, what are we going to see? Right? Mm-hmm. I, I'm always curious to see what Gordon is going to do against the highest caliber of people because it's not what very many other people can do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, and of course, these two guys have, uh, have some history together. They have fought before. Um, and I know that Gordon wants wants to fight this this one back. You know, uh, Wagner, like you said, he requested this matchup. Not too many people out there requesting requesting matches with Gordon Ryan. So uh, love that we could make this one happen. Love uh, a guy like Wagner Hosha. I believe he's 37, 38 years old, and and still out there trying to take on the number one pound for pound best grapplers in the world uh you know this is this is what wagner is all about he he wants that number one spot he's number one ranked 185 pound grappler but uh that is not sufficient enough for uh for wagner hosha he wants that number one pound for pound spot and he can get it he can get it all he has to do is go through a guy like gordon ryan um you know this is a crazy one connie you want to add anything to this one here uh the 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 og-ness of uh of wagner hosha coming to town to take on the uh, the king. You gotta love it. I mean, Wagner's down for any fight, anywhere, anytime. Uh, I I love someone who can get physical. Um, and I think you know, Gordon said this one's not personal. And then he went on to explain how you know yeah. Wagner liked to slap his crown off his head and you know all these other things when Gordon was a little bit younger. So uh, regardless of what you know, Gordon Ryan may say, it seems like he's coming into this one with a little bit of. Uh, 
preparedness. He's uh, excited to uh, get some get a little bit of payback. Uh, that's always going to be fun to see. Yep, and of course we know about the the physicality, aggressiveness that um, that Wagner brings to the table whenever he he competes. Uh, that'll definitely be something that that Gordon has to deal with. That that uh, kind of uh, aggressive nature of Wagner Hosha, you know, the the python choke and and all those things. Have you ever had anybody do those do that choke to you? No, uh, I th- I think that is an escalation. <laughs> <laughs> we we get we get python choked and there's there's going to be a, a different, different level of jiu-jitsu coming out. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, but uh, you know, I really looking forward to that one. We've got a bunch of other matches on the card. Yuri Samoys versus um Nikki Rod. Maybe we can save that one for for next podcast. We'll, we can break that one down uh as we're running a little a little short on time here, but cuz I want to get to the the announcement. I want to get to the big announcement here. Um uh, Mikey Musameshi has not fought um, Nogi Jiu-Jitsu in a Nogi Jiu-Jitsu match since 2016 when he became an IBJJF Nogi World Champion. Uh, I remember that. I was there for, for that match, uh, for those matches there he had in, in uh, Nogi Worlds. I believe that was at the Cow Palace, uh, if you guys were there, out in, uh, out in San Francisco, I believe is where it was. Uh, so he hasn't hasn't fought Nogi in a long time. Uh, obviously, everybody's very familiar with his Gi game and uh, the things that he's able to do uh, over the last few years here uh, in the IBJJF circuit. Uh, you know, multiple-time world champion. His match with Bruno Malfasini, um, his uh, his fastest ever submission in an IBJJF final um, last year, two years ago. Um, was uh, nothing short of just historic, incredible. So to have um, an athlete the caliber of Mikey Musumeshi coming on to the Who's Number One stage and taking off the gi, putting on uh, the show your role rash guard as he was, I'm so, so excited about this one. What do you think about this one, Corey? Yeah, or, I, I, exactly as you said, he, he hasn't competed in Nogi in four years. I, I'm curious about this match for so many reasons right you take away what are maybe you take away what are some of mikey's best weapons mm. in his like his collar sleeve guard and his lasso guard uh all of all of the attacks we've seen from him typically come from barambolo setups and mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. like really intricate gi style setups so will he be able to get to the back will he be looking for the back how do the leg locks play into this there are so many question marks on this and they all re- revolve around how has he prepared for Nogi and is he evolving with the Nogi game? Because it's a completely different animal, especially the way he plays jujitsu. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What do you think, Connor? Is he going to come in, come in ready? Man, I hope so. He better. I think, <laughs> I think having a name like Mikey Musumeci pop up on a who's number one card, especially, you know, you're shedding the gi for the first time since 2016. Every Nogi player around his weight should be salivating right now. There, exactly. there has to be a target on his back. You know you can suck him into a game that he's not as familiar with, especially for, uh, you know, you talk about the heel hook game. You, you start getting into uh, a lot of the finer points of Nogi. You know, this is a chance for someone to put their name on the map. There you um, go. And if, you know, that's, that's what I hope people see who's number one ass. You know, mm-hmm. we'll put a name out there and let's see if you can snipe him. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm more than excited, man. Well, and you know what, guys? This Mikey was uh, invited to do ADCC in 2019. He he ended up pulling out. But I'm really curious what this holds for the future of mm. maybe the 66 kilogram division. Um, you know, Mikey's on the lighter side of that division, but he, he'll, he'll definitely fit in there. Mm-hmm. Is that something he's eyeing up for 2022? Yeah, yeah. We, you know, we haven't seen him there at ADCC ever, so that would be a fun addition to, to ADCC too. Mikey Musumeshi, and uh, you know, this could could lead to that, right? We has has a good showing here and. Um, I'm sure he'll get invited back again, but uh, let's do it here. Uh, March 26th, 
Mikey Mushimashi going to be making his who's number one debut. Corey, maybe maybe you can let us know who is Mikey Musumeci's opponent going to be? Yeah, we've got Mikey Musumeci versus Marcelo Cohen. So he's a, a 2016 Nogi Pan champion. There you go. He he had a couple of matches in uh, in 2020. So Marcelo is no joke, Nogi. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, this is going to be a fun matchup. Of course, the the Brazilian. You know, uh, this is a big step up in competition for him as well. We've seen him uh, uh, recently uh, on uh, on some fight to wins and everything like that. But uh, just like Connor said, a huge huge opportunity for a guy like Marcelo Cohen to put his name on the map and uh, and take out a guy like M- Mikey Musumeshi. Um, really excited to, to see what Mikey's game looks like in in this nogi setting. I mean, he's got that that um, that ankle lock that can probably just like break redwood trees um it's it's just like looks so lethal um so you you have to imagine that he's going to take those those ankle locks with him but i'm so curious is he is he going to play top is he going to play you know is he going to go to his guard like like what is mikey's nogi a game i, I want to know <laughs> yeah i think the whole world wants to know right I, yeah i mean how does he play open guard how does he bring suck somebody into his guard you know is he willing to play top what is that what does that ankle lock look like? It, you know, what's what's his? The, the, there's so many questions going into yeah, yeah. what Mikey mess, what what Mikey's nogi game looks like, um, especially against somebody as tough as Marcelo. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And Marcelo out of um, out of Florida, right? right? Uh, Jupiter, Florida, I believe. Jupiter, yeah. Florida, down there. So uh, Mikey, of course, he was a uh, born and raised, or not born, he was born in Jersey, but I believe he was uh, raised and started jiu-jitsu in Florida. So a little bit of a of a Florida thing going on uh, on this who's number one card as well. Um, what would you, would you, what's your reaction? here connor when you see marcelo cohen versus mikey musameshi i love jujitsu so i gotta you know you, you love jujitsu everyone loves jujitsu <laughs> everyone loves mikey musameshi uh you know you should be excited to watch nogi mikey musameshi we haven't obviously seen it since 2016 but you know like i said i i want to see someone get sniped i want to see <laughs> who's number one being putting your name on the map um i think the best thing marcelo can do here is realize this man this is an awesome opportunity an awesome stage and start throwing some wild stuff um you know we got the 2016 nogi pan champ versus the 2016 nogi world champ mm. obviously their games have um evolved since then mikey more towards no or towards the gi uh, and marcelo has been specializing it looks like in nogi so you know maybe that's going to be a big factor yeah this is something that we talked about in the past you know especially the jessa and danielle matches just a kind of more of a gi player and Danielle knowing those intricacies of the heel hook game and of the leg lock game and stuff like that. So can, can those leg locks bridge that gap of, of, uh, of the, the gi jiu-jitsu or, or just the technical, how good technically Mike, Mikey is in, uh, in the gi or without the gi, doesn't matter. He's, he's one of the most technical jiu-jitsu minds out there. So I'm um, really excited about that one. Um, any, any comments here, here, Connor, that you want to throw out maybe before we wrap this thing up here? Anybody ask, any got any burning questions? Oh, I, I think a lot of people were just excited about the Mikey Musumeci uh, reveal. We don't got anything crazy going on. Uh, but I know I want everyone to stay posted on the Flow Grappling Instagram. Uh, we got more match announcements coming up. Our first women's card will be, uh, or our first women's fight on the card will be announced tomorrow. Uh, yeah, we got a lot of cool stuff. Uh, let us know what everyone uh, thinks of the matchup in the comments because we'd love to see that. Absolutely. Tune in. Stay glued to the Flow Grappling Instagram page, flowgrappling.com. we got a lot more uh, announcements to come, uh, some big pieces of content coming up your way. Definitely don't want to miss this stuff. Uh, big March, big April, big year 
for Flow Grappling. It's going to be. So uh, stay tuned for that. Corey, anything else you want to say here, bro? No, uh, just speaking of big content, uh, we, we dropped the Puerto Rico trailer um, for from you and Michael, your, your trip down there. Yeah. I'm so excited for this movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's just like I, you lived it, but <laughs> from, from – from seeing the trailer, it looks like everything I want in a jujitsu documentary. Um, from from the lifestyle to maybe some stuff uh, from the gym and just exploring with with Gordon and Craig and Oliver Taza and yeah. Ethan and the guys. It looks like a ton of fun. Yeah, we tried to give you guys a little tease there. Um, so much more to come on, on that documentary. Um, uh, you've seen the trailer though, probably. So so maybe we'll we'll, we'll skip that. And uh, if you haven't seen it, go check it out on, on YouTube. Um, it, it's up there right now. A lot more to come. We shot so much great footage uh, in Puerto Rico, and it's all being edited right now. And we're going to put it together into a movie. You guys are going to see it soon. It's going to be awesome. Thank you for tuning in. Connor back there. Corey right here. Reed, um, I really appreciate everybody tuning in. Who's number one? Make sure you guys tune in March 26th. It's going to be a doozy. Gordon Ryan versus Wagner Hosha. We'll see y'all later.